Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, I'm going to keep this simple. Welcome back to Straight Up with Stassi. I'm Stassi Schroeder-Clark. Let's do this. You guys, welcome to the show. I'm so excited. I have one of my favorite TikTokers. He's not just a TikToker. He's also on YouTube. He has a podcast. There are a, he's like a social media king, okay? I have Louis Levante on right now. Let me just give you some backstory about him. I love that he calls himself, you call yourself, your brutally honest internet best friend because that is truly what you are to me. You also have a podcast with your boyfriend, The Third Wheel Podcast, um, with your boyfriend, Justin Barish. And I think that is such a clever name, such a clever idea. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you here, Lewis. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I have, I'm literally, I've been waiting for this for so long. Like I was like, once I got that email, I was like, let's do it right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like I, I, I said this like right when you got on, but I feel like I want my listeners to know this. Like I feel starstruck. It's so crazy. Like it's so crazy crazy how like I'm such a big TikTok fan and I've been watching you for so long and now that I'm actually just like have gonna have a conversation with you it's just like so strange well, I feel the same way because like like you know to be candid I used to watch you on TV so like to see you now like we're on zoom doing this recording it's like oh my god it's like a full full circle moment where I'm like wow if I had never done TikTok maybe I would have never done this you know yeah no totally you know what before we get into all of the things, because I want to have a lot of fun with you today. I love your hot takes. I love your lists. I love your um, unpopular opinions, your unqualified opinions. I love all of that. So I'm going to ask you all about that. But before I get into that, I feel like, you know, there are a lot of people who want to get on TikTok, want to get on YouTube. They want to start posting more on Instagram. They want to kind of do the influencer thing. I know that this is such a broad question to say, like, do you have advice for them? It's really hard to do. I have so much respect for people who start their social medias without something like a reality show to help build their following. Like, what do you say to people who want to do that? Like, how did you do your first video? Yeah. So it's so funny you say that too, because I, back in the day before I did social media, I was like applying to reality shows. Like I wanted to be on all the competition shows. I wanted to do that because I wanted it to like kickstart a social media career, yeah. which is like, you know, people don't admit that, but I was like, yeah, I want to be on reality TV so I could have a social media career. Um, Lewis, that's so literally, I, that's the only reason anyone does. If you just go on reality TV for the sake of doing reality TV, you're a fucking monster. You go on reality TV so that it gives you, so that it opens doors to other things so that you have more 
more opportunities. Like, uh, yes. Yeah, unless you're a terrible person and you're just like, it's like you're going to be exposed for being a bad person, then you're not going to get anything. So it's like, but that was like, my goal was to do that. But then I started, well, I work, um, I work full time as well. So I'm a host and creator for Paramount. So I do a lot of their movie TV junkets. I do a lot of uh, promotion on the marketing side. Um, but when I started, I was just a coordinator um, like at the international side and I was working with the music teams, like the VMAs and the EMAs, and they were sitting behind me. And that's when TikTok was like, people were experimenting with it. How can we use it in movies and TV and award shows? And I just started making TikToks for them. I was doing dances. I was doing like super weird trends that like you'll never see ever again. Uh. Um, and I just started posting. I was like, you know what? I don't care. This is just like a fun little thing. And this was um, on your account. This was actually on the MTV EMA's the- account. Oh, okay. So that was like where I was started posting first. And then when I went home, I started actually making YouTube videos because I was like, I need to find a way to be creative outside of work. And I think my advice would be is get get the first cringy video out of the way. Every video that you make, you're going to hate yourself, but other people are going to look at it and be like, wow, I admire that this person can get on camera and talk to themselves, essentially. Um, And I think, too, what stops a lot of people now is that they're so worried about what people from like their high school think or people that they'll never see again think. And like, especially my boyfriend, I've talked to him, like he's just broken out of that where he's like, I'm posting on Instagram now because I don't care anymore. People, everybody wants to be an influencer now. So to say that you're embarrassed to post things like that's kind of a cop out because everybody wants to live this life. And if you say you hate influencers, I just think you're jealous because you're not one. Uh, no, I totally agree. And everyone needs to start somewhere. I feel really bad when I see videos of people like I just saw one recently. There was like a podcast and someone was poking fun at 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 someone who was making a video and they only had like 500 followers. Why are they, do they continue to do these get ready with me videos? Because you, you have to start somewhere. And yes, Mm -hmm. your high school friends, your grammar school friends, whomever, they are going to talk shit behind your back. They are going to form a group chat that you're not in. They're going to talk shit. But you know when they're not going to talk talk shit? <laughs> when all of a sudden you have over a million followers and you're doing the damn thing. Like everyone, it's the same thing I feel like back in the day when people would say, well, I want to be an actor when I grow up. Yes, like everyone would kind of roll their eyes, but that's where the dream begins. Yeah, also too, like, no, like I mean, I'm going to be brutally honest again because I am a firm believer in the fact that Some of these people that are making fun of you could not give a class presentation in front of 20 people, yet here you are delivering videos to thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people. They could never do that. So it is jealousy. I think it's very much like mean girl energy. I hate when people like... I have someone I know who was like, I just don't get what you do. And I'm like, well, it doesn't just because you don't get it doesn't mean it's not like a valid option as a job. It doesn't mean it's not a skill. It doesn't mean it's not a talent. It's all of those things. You just don't understand it. And unfortunately, if you're not willing to understand it, then, you know, you're at at a loss. You're at a crossroads. Totally. And that's like also like such an antiquated way of thinking. Like, that's what our parents say to us. I don't really understand what you do, which like, I get it. Fine. You're allowed. My parents are allowed to not understand what I do. But if you're around our age group, don't tell me you don't get what we do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're on social media. Even if you don't post, you're on it, you're watching. And if you don't understand it, do you want to or do you not want to? Because if you want to, I would be happy to talk about it. But if you don't want to, then don't judge me because I, if I was curious about what you do, I would actually ask you, like, can you tell me about it? Tell me about it. Like, don't just judge me. I think that it's people who are scared of, of leaning into what's popular. 
Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or of, of seeming like th- they want to seem too cool for it or just, you know, people who want to go against the grain just for the sake of going against the grain. Or, you know, I feel like social media can be seen as as basic and, and chuggy and they, they're just above that or, or something like that. More people need to just lean into like what brings them joy. And you know what? Making videos on TikTok and watching other people's videos on TikTok brings the most amount of joy. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's something I always have to revisit is that, am I having fun doing this? Because there was days like when I first started where views really got to me because, you know, I wanted to make this a career. And every time that happened, I had to bring myself back down to earth. And I was like, why did you start this? To be creative, to develop Mm -hmm. skills and to have fun. So whenever I start to get like that, I'm just like, okay, let's just start making content that's fun to me. And if it's not fun to me, I don't do it. I take a break or I just stop. And I think that's a huge piece of advice. I think if you want to get started is like, just have fun first, because if you're worried about money and views, like you'll never get to where you want to be because a lot of people just start to try to be an influencer for the money. And that's like yeah. not what you should do. No, for real. <laughs> no, I <laughs> fully, I fully agree with that. It also takes a really long time and it's kind of sometimes overrated. I will say being in an, doing the influencer thing, when you make money from it, the it's such a struggle to stay authentic to yourself when you're dealing with brands and partnerships and all of that. And it's so easy to get sucked into promoting things that you don't believe in that it is actually a stressful job. And the amount of brands that I have fought with about how I want to post my content, because I know what's true and authentic to me. Like if I'm like, I'm not going to lie to my followers. I can't. So if you want me to do this job, you have to let me do it the way that I would do it. It's work. It really is. And that's something I learned the hard way, like about working with brands. So the reason I keep my full-time job is because it is in the same realm. It's not being an influencer, but I get to host things. I get to be creative. So I like having the steady income, but also the steady flow of creativity. In terms of working with brands on my own, I had a situation when I first started, probably like the first year I was in this and I worked with like a brand, a dating app, and I had not come out of the closet yet. And they wanted me to do a date with a girl. And I was like, okay, I'll do it, whatever. And as I was doing it, it started to make me think about myself and be like, wait, this isn't who I am. And like, now it's making me have like an internal crisis about my life. And all I did was take it because I was like, oh, that's like my first brand deal with a huge dating app. And now here I am having an internal conflict because I'm lying to people. I'm lying to myself. I'm having a friend be a part of it who knows something that a lot of other people don't. So it was just very stressful. And then from that point on, I was like, I am never taking money Uh to promote something that I do not believe in, that I do not resonate with. And that I just like, like would lie about, like, I'm never going to lie about a brand to anybody. You're so lucky that you realized that um, so early on, because I think that also with your videos, there is this this authenticity. There is this like feeling of like we can trust you because you are so brutally honest about everything. So I feel like that is just so great that you learned that in the beginning. Um, How like how far into when did you start doing TikToks? So I started I started the YouTube channel uh, 2020, January of 2020. So I was okay. like posting a video, a, a video a week editing, and then I was posting TikToks intermittently. But my first viral video was uh, end of March of 2020. So literally 
the the week I went home from work for the last time from the pandemic was my first viral video. Um, and I was roasting celebrities, but like fake roasts. Like they weren't like real. I wasn't actually being mean to these people. I was like making things up. Um, it got like 6 million views in the first day, got taken down by TikTok. I reposted it. It got another 6 million. And then from there, I just like kept posting them and it took off. And that's like when it started. That's amazing. You guys, he has over 800,000 followers on YouTube and over 2.2 million on TikTok. And to do that on your own, like I, my brain doesn't understand it. Like the only reason I know the success that I have on social media is because I was on a reality show. There was a reason for people to search for me. I, I can't comprehend. And that's why I respect it so much that, that you just without a show, without a reason for people to start researching you, just started accumulating followers. Like, and you got to like this many. I mean, you should be so proud of yourself. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, it's it's so crazy to me because I think back to when I started and there's so many things that have changed about me. So many things that I've learned, like the videos I used to make are not who I am now just because like I have evolved so much. But also like I was saying this to my boyfriend because he talks about like, um, he says how he has a stutter. I don't believe he does, but he likes to say he does. I used to have a stutter. Um, and when I would do these videos, I was able to cut out the stutters and not be able to like, I could be like, oh, like these are clean videos. I'm not stuttering. But through doing mm-hmm. these videos, I've learned how to speak better. I've learned right. how to think faster and be, uh, you know, quick witted, but also think things through in mid conversation. And I think that's such a powerful skill to have. So I think there's so many benefits to put like putting yourself online. You don't have to put your entire life online, but use it as like a tool to like learn how to speak better. It's it's a good public speaking tool, in my opinion. It is. And it's a good tool to learn about yourself. Yeah, like it really absolutely, is. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the one piece of advice people give me when I'm like, give me TikTok advice. They're like, well, you have to put out like 10 video, 10 TikToks a day. And I'm like, I will never be able to do that. It's no. never, it's never going to happen. I can't put out one a day, you guys. N- no, it takes me so long. It Sometimes it takes me over four hours just to edit one video. Cause I'm like splice. How do I do this? And then the sound all of a sudden doesn't work on it. And I'm like, no. And my heart drops and falls into my butthole. Like, how do you, (laughs) how do you put out so many? Like, how do you do that? Yeah. So actually I used to put out around three to five a day when I first started, because I was like, that's insane. How insane. So it started as one a week. So I did that for three weeks and I was like, okay, I see people posting a lot. So maybe I should post a lot. So I was doing three to five. Uh, I was like sitting in my old childhood bedroom, making graphics and like doing like, I did one series where I made 10 parts in one night. And just posted them across like a week. And I, there would be months where I'd be like, I have backlogged so much content because I'm just filming, 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 because it's all I had to do during quarantine. Yeah. Um, so, but now I actually took advice from someone I saw online and they said, there's two types of content. There's fast food content and then there's luxury restaurant con- uh, content. Oh, fast okay. Yes. Con- Explain the difference. Yeah. Yeah. So fast food content is kind of what I intermittently do now. So the fast food content is me walking on the street, just ranting about something for 30 seconds. Uh And that goes up within, I can edit that in a five minute span and post it. And I do a bunch of those luxury fast, uh, luxury restaurant content is like the stuff that takes a little bit more editing, more planning. So I do these pop culture recaps every week. I used to do pop. I used to do the pop culture news like every single day when a story broke. And I was like, you know what? I'm not enjoying this. So let's do two to three minute pop culture recaps. So everybody gets their thing for the week. I sit and those take me a little bit longer, but they have a story. They have a full like, um, 
breakdown of what's going on and they have uh, better graphics, I guess is the best way to put it. So yeah. that stuff has higher lift and, you know, a little bit more payoff, whereas like the shorter stuff is like quick, could go viral, could make a sound. Um, so it's like balancing like the fast food content and the luxury restaurant content where like you're only doing one luxury restaurant content piece a week. You're doing a bunch of fast food throughout the entire week. Okay. Interesting. Another piece of advice that I got that I want to get your take on this is um, not to give a shit on whether something gets a lot of likes or comments or, or you, it's not like Instagram where you're like, oh shoot, this photo all of a sudden is like not getting that many likes. What did I do wrong with TikTok? I guess, I guess I'm asking, (laughs) are we supposed to go into this and just not give a fuck? You shouldn't care whatsoever. I really think caring is what causes a lot of people to give up. I, and I think that's something I always tell people is that I've been doing this for as long as I have. And it's been what now, four years. I've been doing it for four years now because every time something shit hits the fan a a video does terrible, I don't sit and like quit. I'm like, you know what? Whatever. The algorithm hates me today, but maybe tomorrow it'll like me. We have no control. There's, you have to let loose, like just let go of control because we truly don't know what goes on behind the scenes. We have no control of the algorithms. There's no reason to like harp on one video. Also, it depends on what your measure of success is. So like when I see a video like flop and it gets like a thousand views, I get a little discouraged, but then I'm like, wait, that's still a thousand people who have seen that video compared to like 20 people compared to five people. Like that's still a lot of people. You have to really put it into perspective of like how many people that is. Um, Yeah. So I think you could just have to, again, it's coming back to having fun with it. Like if you harp on every single video or every photo that doesn't do well, you'll never be proud of the ones that do very well. That's true. That's very wise. It's a really good point. I feel like as a millennial me, I'm talking about myself. (laughs) um, It's hard for us millennials to just let like unlearn everything that we've been taught. You know what I mean? About Instagram, about social media. And then to just like, what do you mean? We're just going to go on TikTok and and we're we're not going to care about whether like it's or at least for me, I I, I don't want to speak for all millennials, but it just feels like it's just extra difficult for me. Like the one thing that I love doing in social media is I love doing Instagram stories. And so Mm -hmm. people are like, well, then just treat your TikTok like your Instagram stories. I'm like, I can't. It's too hard. The TikTok interface, the editing. I can't. With Instagram, I can just like record something, put it out there. With TikTok, I can't. But yeah. I I just have so much admiration for you. And it really is like a testament to your talent and to you being likable, funny, um, honest. The fact that you've done this all by yourself. Oh, thank like, you. It's and really also, cool. Also, too, like I think a huge thing with like the views, the followers, the likes and all that stuff is like, what I've, I actually just recently learned this. It's when you're thinking of like brands in the long run and like people who want to work with you and people who want to get to know you, they like you for you at the, for the most part, they aren't really looking at your numbers. They're looking to see your likability. Do they actually resonate with you as a brand? Like I even, again, I'm always going to talk about my boyfriend because I love him. Uh, but he (laughs) just started working with a brand. Um, he's actually posting something for them and he was like, I'm just such a small creator. Like, why are they working with me? And I was like, well, because they like you, they don't care about your numbers. They see that people enjoy you as a person. And yes, they might've seen a video go viral, but that showed them your character and like who you are. And now they want to work with you. So it's very much like if you're a likable person and people enjoy you as a person, it'll all just like follow suit. 
sweet. If anyone takes anything away from this podcast episode, I hope that that's it. That I think is such a wonderful piece of advice. It's so it's like such an amazing lesson to like not focus on the numbers, not focus on if something's going viral. But yeah, like if a brand wants to work with you, it's because of your likability and and how they feel about you as what they see on social media. I fucking love that. Yeah, I, I also want to I do want to give because that conversation me and him were having was actually sparked as he went to event heard. Um, I don't know if you know the creator Teffy. Hello, Teffy. Um, she's so. a big New York creator. She's super. I admire her so much. She actually said something close to that. And he's like, I just don't get it. And then we were like having the conversation about likability. So I do have to give her credit to that because she was like the one who was like made him question that. Yeah. Because oh she God. was like, I have I have one point whatever million followers, but these people have tens of millions, but people still want to work with me. Yeah, totally. I love that. Are you someone who is trying to break a bad habit? That could be a bad habit that's like um, an oral fixation, or it can be something like biting your nails. Let me talk to you a little bit about Foom, because it's an innovative award-nominated device that does just that. It helps you break your bad habits. Well, or you know what? It basically turns your habit from a bad one into like, a not bad one, okay? Foom is completely natural. It uses flavored air and uses all natural, delicious flavors. So you get it. Instead of bad, Foom is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. It also comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. You guys, I tried this and I just love it, okay? Because it's super flavorful and it's just literally flavored air. Um, It's well-weighted and it's fun to just like, I don't know, sometimes I'm somebody that just like needs something in my hands and this just like really was helpful. So stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to Foom is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Foom has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories, and there's no reason that can't be you. So join Foom in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today. Head to tryfoom.com and use code Stasi to save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's T E-R-Y-F-U-M dot com and use code Stasi to save an additional 10% off your order today. Head to tryfoom.com slash Stasi, use code Stasi to save an additional 10% off your order. Okay, I want to ask you, I want to get your takes. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Some of these things you have done a video on, okay, before, and some you have not. But I just want to get your opinion. We can just talk about it right now. Well, okay. My, opi- my opinions evolve. So <laughs> things okay. <can> be different. <laughs> the first one, the old money trend. Are you seeing this everywhere? I might have seen it. Maybe I don't know it as old money. Is it Nepo Baby? No. Oh my no, gosh. Okay. Maybe this is just my algorithm that is just taking over like my whole TikTok. All I see are videos of the only thing that's in style right now in terms of fashion is looking old money. Are you not seeing this? Oh, 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 yes, yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like trying to, okay. 
Like it started apparently started by Sophia Richie. I mean, it's always old money. The old money aesthetic has always been a thing. Yes. But Sophia Richie has kind of um, reignited this like spark and obsession with it. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like it's all I see on TikTok, which this is the thing. I love a classy look. I love a classy vibe. I feel like I've always kind of dressed old money. So like I hate that it's popular now. <laughs> but now it feels like it's the only thing we're allowed to wear. Yeah, I think that's such a huge thing. So I think my opinion on this is like everybody who is on social media is has every trend being thrown in their face. So like, mm-hmm. I guess old money is the trend that's being thrown in people's face. And it makes you question like your fashion sense. Like I question my fashion sense every day. I look in my closet. I'm like, what the fuck am I wearing? These people are <laughs> so stylish. They're doing these trends. I'm like, I don't have old money money to go dress like that (laughs) you know like I don't have that that cash flow where I'm like able to go out and buy hundreds of dollars worth of clothing I have to pay rent I have food to buy from the grocery store like I need to survive so it's like these people who are starting these trends of like oh you should only dress like this I'm like well that's kind of fucked up considering like I'm not going to throw out my entire closet because some stranger on the internet told me there's something else in style Wait, truth. Okay, two things. First of all, when I said that I've always dressed old money, not like real old money, like wannabe old money. Like I want to pretend like I had yes. old money. Do you know what I me mean? At, like me at the thrift store. I'm like, I'm yes. going to the thrift store and pretend to be old money. <laughs> no, yeah. I was still like wearing them, still wearing Zara and shit like that. Okay, like don't get it twisted. <laughs> Second, also, you are so right about all of the trends. This is the one thing actually that I don't like about TikTok is that especially when it comes to fashion, beauty trends, hair trends, nail trends, like all that stuff, it's coming so quick and leaving so quickly. And it is making you question everything about who you are and your style in that moment. And it's making us consume so much more that it's freaking my brain out. Yeah, I feel like you have to go with the mentality. Take what you want from a video, but don't take everything. I feel like there are things like that are given to you, especially like in those manifestation videos. I always get served them where people are like, (laughs) if this is on your feed, this is for you. But there's one Uh guy who always pops up and he's like, take what you need. Not everything might resonate. And I'm like, I use that mentality for all videos that pop up my feed. I'm like, you know, this might insult me at times, but there might be things that I actually like about this video. Wait, I love it. I love it. So the next time I see a TikTok about like the five purses you need for fall, you don't need them all. <laughs> you might need just one, maybe two or three, but yeah. not all five. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I want to get your opinion on. It. I know you you did a video on this. I have yet to try this. Okay, but I am so curious about it. The Oleado Starbucks drink. Foul. Disgusting. Why? Okay. Why are we doing it? Why? Did you, what was but the point? Did you actually, did you, okay, you guys, it's yes. an olive oil. It's at Starbucks. They have their new flavor. And I'm one of those people. I, whenever I see a new fucking flavor, I'm that bitch. I have to try it. Like I, I, I have to. Okay. I saw this one and I'm like, out of all the flavors in the world, all the exciting things that you can do, Starbucks, you chose olive oil coffee. Olive oil. Like why are we, <laughs> I could make that at home. I could literally take extra virgin olive oil and a cup of coffee and make it myself. Why would I do that? I wouldn't. Like, there's no need. It's not good. (laughs) What did it taste like? It it tasted like nothing. Like, it just tasted like sludge. Like, it's just not, it's not good coffee. (laughs) That's so sad. What is your Starbucks order? My star. Okay, so it's, it's evolved. So I used to get like this. It was disgusting. It was probably just like all chemicals. I used to get a vanilla sweet cream cold brew. Wait, like, hold ah. on. That's 
one of mine. No, I have like three on rotation that, and that's one of mine. It's not disgusting. <laughs> no, that one is good, but it's what I add to it, which is oh, what okay. makes it disgusting. So like okay. I get the vanilla sweet cream cold brew and that's great on its own. And I should have just stuck with that on its own. Yeah, leave but it. But then I would, I would add like a scoop of vanilla bean powder. Three stevia, <laughs> vanilla sweet cream, cold foam, and like cinnamon. You're an asshole. I'm an <laughs> asshole. I literally look back on them like, why did I think that was okay? That's like so disgusting. No, but also like, why do you have to be that pain in the ass? I am such a pain in the ass. My Starbucks, like I have one right around the corner from my house and they love me, so they don't care. Um, but I stopped getting that. Now I get the brown sugar shaken espresso. Is that in your rotation? <laughs> Lois, we're the same person. <laughs> minus all the minus all of the add-ons, okay? Because like I don't dare. Like I'm I don't like being like a big pain in the ass. I know that Starbucks yeah. is used to it, and that's like what they do, and we shouldn't feel that way. In fact, like I give that advice to people when they're like, I'm insecure about my order. I'm like, no, this is they're used to it. The baristas are used to people adding shit, all of that stuff. I still can't bring myself to to be the one. So I just will look on the menu and I get something classic as is. But when I tell you my things on rotation are what you just said, the vanilla sweet cream cold brew and the brown uh, oat milk shaken, whatever, espresso. And then my other one is a iced matcha latte. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get matcha I used, lattes? I used to get the matcha and I would add vanilla bean powder to it. <laughs> What's with this vanilla bean powder? Is that good? It's Should I try so it? It's so good. It's so good. It's like making it like vanilla ice cream. Wait, but back to the olive oil thing. Starbucks needs to take notes from local coffee shops. Like I go to this local coffee shop and my boyfriend and my roommate both get blueberry coffee and they swear by it. I'm like, what? why are we not? Why are we not taking inspo from local shops? Like if you're going to bite off of other people, you might as well go to a local coffee shop and see what they're doing because they're doing it right okay so you're telling me blueberry coffee's good i hate it i think blueberry okay. flavor <laughs> i think blueberry flavored anything is bad i don't flavor things after like berries um but my boyfriend loves it and my roommate loves it so like there's a there's a market <laughs> okay okay i mean honestly it sounds better than olive oil except like oh i would imagine that the olive oil coffee would just like keep you mad regular you know what i mean Yes, I think it's really helping people. It's really helping people out there <laughs> who have, have issues. I'm very much here for that. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to get your opinion on just aesthetics in general. Mm -hmm. You know, TikTok, there is such everyone's obsessed with aesthetics. I am obsessed with I like things to be aesthetically pleasing. I like I'm all about it. But like when I think about it, it really is laughable. Yeah, you know, it's a time and a place thing for me because like I'm the most unesthetic person there is. And I remember I was like, oh, I want to try and be aesthetic because I see all these other people doing it. And I remember being like, holy fuck, this video only has 10 views in like a day. Like people hate me for trying to be aesthetic. They like that I'm messy and weird and stupid. Like, <laughs> I know I totally get that. Like when I went to Europe and I brought my daughter uh, with us, I'd made all of these gorgeous videos okay these gorgeous tiktoks from like it went in paris in rome and uh milan no one gave a shit i spent so long splicing that shit and no one cared i'm like i made this so aesthetically pleasing for all of you guys and you just care less yeah, so like, disappointing I, I did the same thing when i went to australia so i was like oh i'm gonna make these really cool australia videos i'm gonna do all this i'm gonna do that and those did terrible the ones that did great was when i was like 
here are like five things that Americans thought were true about Australia. And I'm like sitting there <laughs> roasting Australians. And those did so well because people are like, you're a stupid American. And I'm like, no, I literally am. I'm so dumb. Like, <laughs> Wait, that's, see, that's so, it's so annoying because I like watching aesthetically pleasing videos, especially Same. the travel ones. I want to live in that fantasy. Like I want to see something aspirational that hopefully one day I can, like, I don't know, go out and live. Why doesn't anybody else want to watch them? Exactly. Also, too, like um, I'm in the process of moving into a new apartment with my boyfriend. So we were like, we want our apartment to be very aesthetic. So like I was yeah. like, oh, I want to I'll make like not like interior design content, but I'll be like, here's why we picked these things type of yeah. deal. Yeah. Because I was like, if I sit there and try to make like these aesthetic videos where like the furniture just starts popping in, people are going to hate them. But I have to sit there and be like, we got this couch because we went to Pottery Barn and it was $6,000, but we found it online for 200 Like yeah. shit like that where people are like, it's me being honest and talking. I think people like to hear me talk. I would love for them to just look at me, but like, <laughs> I, you know, I guess I don't have that luxury that some of these people just have to get online, take their shirt off. I have to talk. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of people just looking at you, I want your take on Gen Z saying that blonde hair is chuggy. That's... As a fellow blonde, my my hair's normally a lot blonder. Just right now, it's not. Just so FYI, I am you. I'm one of you. Yes, we are, the, we are one and the same. We are literally, the, we are the same person. We are the same. If I, blonde hair, oh God, this, I'm trying to think of how to say this because I, I'll tell us a quick little story. When I was younger, I had a family friend ask me what color hair, uh, what color I dye my hair. I was like, this is my natural hair color. And she was like, I want that. So what she had me do was go get my haircut. And she asked me to take the locks and send it to her. Stop. To, I mean, to get the color. And she was like, I'm going to get your color. My hairdresser was like, she will never get this color. And that's why I think they think it's chuggy because they will never have it. Oh, you, you, you hate blonde hair because you can't rock it. You can't grow it yourself. And when you try to dye it, it looks brassy or it looks bad. <laughs> Love that. You know what? Then I'm going to take that a step further because I've been seeing that Gen Z has said that long hair is chuggy. And I'm going to say, no, your hair just won't grow, bitch. That's exactly. Not, you're just jealous that you can't get this long hair right now. <laughs> I love long hair. One of my best friends has the longest hair. Like it goes all the way down her back. And she was like, should I cut it? I'm like, if you cut it, I will cut you. I was like, you do not cut that hair because it is just, I was like, your hair is just so beautiful. Like there's no dead like hair. Like it is just so nice that if people tell you to cut it, it's because they're jealous and they want you to have short hair. 100%. It's like tangled. It's like tangled. Everybody totally. hated her because she had long blonde hair. And then when she cut it, it went down to brown and everybody's like, oh, but she's still beautiful anyway. But when no, she had blonde hair, everybody's even, like, she's stunning. No, you know what really kills me? Because trust me, I have to watch that movie all the time. <laughs> um, that he, her boyfriend, like cut her hair so short, like rude. Mm -hmm. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like he didn't even take into consideration, like, um, I don't know, like maybe we could just do like a mid-length like Bob situation. No, he like literally went to the scalp. It felt like that. I'm like, that is aggressive. That was that aggressive. Was, yeah, aggressive that was aggressive. I was like, what is he doing? And like, <laughs> trust and believe I love all different types of hair colors. My type is brown hair. But for me, I love that I have blonde hair. Like I would never, I will never dye it. I remember being at a pool party and someone was like, go under the water. And I'm like, why? And they're like, I want the hair dye to come out. I'm like, it's not dye, you idiot. I was like, I'm going to go under the water. Like, shut up. <laughs> oh my gosh. People yeah. are... Also, you like hair dye, blonde hair dye doesn't come out of the hair. It doesn't Idiots. work like that. That's not how it works. Okay. Uh, if anything, my hair is going to turn green. Yeah, like <laughs> that's like, that's not how it works.
Let's talk about Thrive Market because, listen, yes, we all have to go to the grocery sometimes, but there is nothing quite like being able to grocery shop for your household essentials just from the convenience of your own home and getting it all quickly shipped to your doorstep. I mean, it is a huge freaking time saver. I have been I was with it like this with Hartford too, obsessed with uh, cinnamon toast crunch. Uh, that's one of my pregnancy cravings. And when I tell you, I have to go to Thrive Market on the reg to order, because I'm doing the healthy version this time, the Catalina Crunch Keto Cereal Cinnamon Toast. That cereal is amazing. I order it. Literally, I'm on Thrive all the time because I eat this <laughs> all the time. It's also where I get all my Annie's products. They have so many Annie's products and like me and Hartford just love Annie's. Um, you also save so much money when you go to Thrive Market, but not only does it save you money, it saves you time. I love that they have so many filters on their website or app. There's over 70 filters. So whether you're looking for, let's say like gluten-free snacks or non-toxic cleaning essentials, you literally can curate your own shopping experience by just like clicking different filters. So say you want to just be on Thrive Market on the, the website and just look for new snacks. You can go to the filters and be like, okay, I want like vegan or I want this. And then it'll show you all these new snacks that you have never even seen before. So it really is just like grocery shopping, but in your house. So you guys, join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash straight up for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash straight up. Thrivemarket.com slash straight up. Okay, I want your opinion on get ready with me's. Uh, okay. It's so, like the only thing people are doing. I'm doing them now. Um, I enjoy. <laughs> I <laughs> I did one. I did one. I was so proud of myself. I love them. I love to make them because I I just think there's such an audience for it, and also I'm super not fat. Like not that I'm not fashionable. I don't have like this like super aesthetic fashion. So I think it's super relatable for me, to, for people to see me just put on like American Eagle jeans, and like an American Eagle t-shirt. But then there'll be days where if I go to like a red carpet premiere and I'm putting on like a suit, like I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Cause like I get to enjoy doing this. I think there was one person who made a video about get ready was uh, get ready with me's. And he was like, I hate when a guy like starts the video in his underwear. I'm like, well, what, what do you expect him to do? Like, do you expect him to? <laughs> wear pants and then take the pants take off them. and like yeah i'm like that's just a longer video i was like if you really hate yourself that much that you can't look at another guy in his underwear like that's just that's on you that's not my problem i think people hate get readies with me because they are not comfortable enough to do them okay i will say it's a lot of fun when you actually like it. commit to it it took me so long though it took days when i say days okay to get that tiktok out there because i record how do you do this get ready with me because i just recorded the whole entire time i was getting ready for like an hour so that was like an hour's worth of of filming that i had to just like we had to cut down to like two seconds yeah so it depends when i do like i'm actually sitting at the desk that i do my skincare videos at so when i do those i just put it on and i used to talk live during them where i would like do like here are my five hot takes while i do my skincare those would take me an hour to do and skincare should not take that long yeah so what i started to do is that i would just hit record and just do all like the the facial emotions and just do the skincare 
takes me 10 minutes to do. And then I record the voiceover after I cut it. The clothing ones, I hit record and I have to have all my clothes like on the side. I have to like put them on a few times to make sure I got the shot. Yeah. I have to like, <laughs> there was one time where I like forgot, I like put everything on. I was like, shit, I forgot the belt. I have to take everything off and like redo this. Like, uh. so it's like, it's, that's like hard when you're like doing it all in one take. But then I did another version where I did put on the same suit three times for three different videos. And one of them was like a classic get ready with me where it was just rolling the whole time. And then the other one was I had to keep moving the tripod to different angles of my body to get like that aesthetic <laughs> look. And it actually was really fun to do. It took a little bit longer, but I was like, I like this better because I don't have to talk the whole time. It's a 15 second video and people get what they want out of it. They see me in clothing and I'm not talking and there's just music playing. Yeah. I just think it's so crazy that like this has gone so viral. Get ready with me is that like if you want to make a video about anything, you have to be doing your makeup or your hair or your skincare or getting dressed like you can't just sit and say what you need to say, which yeah. is it's really hard to multitask. Yes, like, exactly. And it's truly. so crazy because like I was just thinking about it because I wanted to do a skincare video and test out not doing unpopular opinions in it and just like be like, here's my skincare routine and not talk because sometimes I feel like they they stress that if you don't talk in your videos, it's better for people who don't speak English, they speak other languages. So I wanted to test out if I could make it appeal to other people around the world. But then I'm mm -hmm. like, if I'm not talking and there's just music playing, I think no. it's going to be so boring. No, I can't do that. I, I also would feel so uncomfortable. I would just feel so awkward. They'd be like, it's aesthetic. Ew, get off my I know, screen. Aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I want to know your thoughts on people who decorate early for holidays. Huh. Hmm. Well, I hate Halloween. Hot take. Um, oh, it gets worse. So I... No. I I hate Halloween. I've always hated it growing up. Even as like a little kid, I hated dressing up. I would just spray my hair different colors. I would never dress up. I just Why? Think it's, too, it's, it's too much effort. There's too much effort for Halloween. There's five different days. I need five different costumes. Like, why can't we just do one day, one costume, be done with it? Like, why are we making this a whole month? It's I do. I do just one costume. It's okay. My I do one. <laughs> Your friends, you know, no, it, it, I will say this. Halloween, it's getting a little extra. I'm sick of the photo shoots. I'm sick of all the celebrities doing photo shoots like weeks in advance for Halloween. That's not the spirit of Halloween. I want to see everyone's Halloween costumes November fucking first yep. in the morning hungover. That's what I want. Exactly. Like, why are we posting them? On October 1st. Or like, why am I seeing it in September? Why are you planning it that early? Also, I have people last year being like, oh, that's a great costume for next year. I'm like, shut up. Shut okay, up. Well, that's it's me. over. No, yeah, like, I, I'm like, um, I'm a Halloween queen. No, like, for real. Like, I think, like, the second that it turned August, I was like, it's kind of Halloween. You're like, ooh, it's Halloween. You're like, ooh, good you know, time to go get the candy. Yeah, no, but like I fully lean in. Like I decorate my house like a true, like authentic haunted house. Like if you were to walk yeah. in, you'd be like, have you owned all this shit for hundreds of years? Like yeah. where did you get all this? There is no like tacky, like bright orange and purple and green shit. Like, no, like I want people to walk into my home and feel scared at night. It's like a spirit of Halloween in there. Yes. <laughs> See, Halloween is one thing, too. And I also I will participate in Halloween like as I'm older, just because like I do see the fun of it. But I won't get these like extravagant costumes. I also am just like I'm so over theme parties. I'm so over it. What? Why? Why am I doing why am I dressing for fucking Mardi Gras 
in the middle of winter. Like, why are we doing this? Like, because Mardi Gras is in winter. <laughs> is it really? Yes. Isn't it hot when it happens? No. <laughs> well, you know what? Why? Am I mean, I, I don't up? know. New Orleans sometimes can be hot in random months. Like, it's normally in February. So, oh, well, why am I at a murder mystery? My tenth murder mystery. Why are people <laughs> dying it's constantly? Fun. <laughs> <laughs> because it's so much fun. Oh my god, I love a theme. I live for a theme. This is probably the one spot we differ. But also to answer your question, I only think you can decorate early if it's Christmas. I'm I love Christmas. I think that type of I just love the music. I love the decorations. My mom would always do that. Like she would decorate pretty early. I'm also a, a Thanksgiving hater. I hate it. Okay, this is the thing. I, first of all, no, I don't hate Thanksgiving, but like, I agree with you. We don't decorate for that shit. No. It's like, it goes from, yes, it goes from Halloween. No, I just say November 1st, put up the Christmas decorations, put up the tree, have fun. Really like, because why wouldn't you want to spend as much time living in that joy as possible? You know? Exactly. And like, leave them up. Just keep them up until like February. I totally agree. But like the aesthetic of that is Thanksgiving sucks ass, but the holiday itself is amazing i mean you get to basically have christmas just with like more food yeah and it's all about the food especially too like i love a good charcuterie board and like the last two thanksgivings like we've had like one of those like big ones i'm a cheese person like listen i love that people love the main meal i'm a chips dip like you're the throughout oh i see no i i think that's they're both equally as important yeah they are they are like i i it's it's the daytime snackage isn't as talked about, yep. you know, there. I think we should talk about it. <laughs> I think we should, too. I think you should make a TikTok on it. I think we should. I think as Thanksgiving approaches, I will be saying that I hate the main meal and I'm only down for the snacks. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> OK, one of the other things that you do that I really love are lists. You're really great at lists. So I, I wrote some lists. of I wrote some of them down, some of my favorite ones. Um, and I wanted to go over them because I feel like we can talk about them and I can help you. I can add to it. Okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. The first one, people who do not deserve kindness. <laughs> oh God. There's so many people that like I, I think you should lead with kindness in the world, but there are some people who you just like can't do it for. Like you can't. Okay, well, you said <laughs> Well, my favorite one that I really, truly agree with are people that don't eat pizza crust. Like, uh, I can't with them. (laughs) (laughs) No, like I can't. They don't deserve kindness. It's a breadstick, essentially. It's a fucking breadstick. And everyone loves a breadstick. You can dip it in ranch. You can dip it in marinara sauce. You can eat it plain. No one dislikes bread. I like you are getting like you said, you're getting free breadsticks and yes I, it's the same as the crust that's under the cheese like what is wrong with you it's just thicker like it is the same thing you're already eating it why do you hate one part of it i think you're just dumb like i can't be nice to you if you're just silly you're a silly goose and like also people on that topic i don't know if i listed this one but to add to that people who will get um pizza and take the cheese off and not eat it oh what yeah is fuck wrong them. with you that's i know pizza i that's mean i get like is I know. I get when you're like um, dairy intolerant. Okay. So like if you have an issue, you're exempt. Yeah. You still deserve kindness. But yeah. yeah, people who take it on, especially just in front of people, then you make the other people feel bad that they're eating the p- pizza the way that it should be eaten. Yeah. It stresses me out. I wanted to add to your list though. Okay. <laughs> because I you did say you were like um, old people who are mean because they feel like they're allowed to because they're old and they know better, which yep. like... I actually disagreed with that one. I just feel like the older you get, like the more allowed you are to be a bitch. 
see here here's my thing i think there's a, a t- i'm a, a firm believer in respecting your elders until they disrespect you i think that's where it's like <laughs> i because i was a server at like a restaurant i've worked like as a lifeguard i've done like i used to mow people's lawns and the usually a lot of the offenders were the old people and like they were just nasty people they're also like I, I, they're crotchety like they're just crotchety people like they like like That's my, one of grandpa my favorite is, words my grandpa is so sweet my grandma's so sweet like my boyfriend's grandparents are so sweet I'm like but there are just some people out there that are just like you know what I think I said this in the video is they're like I served in the war you have to be nice to me. I'm like no the fuck I don't like you didn't choose to do that. Probably back then you got drafted. Like you had no choice. You did not volunteer. Wait, which is exactly why I feel like we should be nice to them. <laughs> like, <laughs> like See, they didn't I, choose that. That's not fair. <laughs> but don't throw it in my face. Like you chose to do it. Like you made this like admiral decision. You were probably so upset when you got drafted because you're like, fuck, I'm going to go into war and not knowing how to shoot a gun. Like... I feel like I can't wait till I get older and I can just be like, I can just demand kindness from everyone who's younger than me just because I'm older. I'm going to lean. They get the discounts already, though. So you're not allowed to be mean people. You already get like a 50% discount off of like your food. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. (laughs) Another one that needs no explanation. I just want to say it because this is a serious one. People who are rude to servers completely agree. Completely agree. But this, there are two that you left off. Or at least that you left off that I haven't seen. Maybe you did a video and maybe they're on it. People who call you after you have just sent them a text because they know you're by your phone. You know, and I'm still not going to answer. I'm still not going to answer. I never fucking answer. I never. And it gives me even more pleasure to not answer because I'm like, fuck you. You thought you were going to do this. You thought you were going to catch me. You thought you were doing something smart, didn't you? (laughs) Also, too, like, I'm not that type of person. I'm not. I am not that person who sits there and just lets it ring. I'm hitting the red button. Oh, yeah, for sure. Straight to voicemail. Yeah, because if I don't send them to voicemail, then I have to sit there with my phone and not be able to scroll and do what I want because they decided to take it upon themselves to call me without a warning because they knew I was by my phone. Also, like, my love, sweetheart, honey, you can send me a voice memo if you really want to talk to me. I don't need to talk back to you. You can talk to me. I don't want to talk to you. That's true. Voice memo people are, like, some of my favorite people because it's just so efficient. And that doesn't require me to send a voice memo back, but I can if I want to. I just think that that's just, like, such a classy way of communicating. (laughs) It's like, I saw this tweet that was, like, it's like having your own, like, mini podcast with your friends. And I'm like, yeah, that's so true. Like, I love to sit there. I love to sit there and just like listen to all of them I'll send one and before I send it I listen to it back I'm like oh wow that was really clever of me like that was such (laughs) you're so well spoken (laughs) I love that (laughs) okay and then the other one I want to add to it I don't know how you feel about this but I have a thing about people who drink two well these two specific drinks at once when someone's drinking a coffee say you're like normal sugary brown sugar whatever ice shaken coffee and they're also drinking something citrusy like either orange juice or iced tea that has lemon in it and I'm like you can't fucking go back and forth I'm all about hydrating I'm all about like especially when you're hungover and you want to collect all the different liquids but if you are sipping a coffee with something that has citrus in it you don't deserve kindness (laughs) no like I hate when people order the coffee I like I like a restaurant they're like Oh, can I get a coffee with like whatever whole milk? Because usually that's like what they're getting from a restaurant and then orange juice or like apple juice. They are the same people. They are equivalent to the people who will brush their teeth and then go drink orange juice. They are the same person. Same exact person. 
I totally agree with this. And you have no idea. I try and have this discussion with my two and a half year old daughter all the time because she loves brushing her teeth and she loves to watch me brush my teeth. And so she'll come down when I'm getting ready and she'll be like, mommy, brush your teeth, mommy, brush her teeth. And I'm like, no, bitch, I can't because I'm not done with this drink right here. And you see yeah. this drink? There's citrus in it. And I, I I can't interrupt that. And she just doesn't understand. <laughs> and you know what? One day she's going to learn the hard way. And that's just how it is. We all, it's like, we all had to learn the hard way. And, you know, it's their turn. That's how I feel. Like, I, I just think it's great to be delusional to things or like just completely like not know things. But like, you will learn the hard way. And that's just how it has to be. <laughs> 100%. Okay. Um, Another list I really, really like. Things that should not cost money. These are my favorite. And I, every day I find something new that shouldn't cost money. But those were like probably my favorite list I ever made. Just because like, one, they made people so mad. And two, like I had to be in the comments to be like, you're, you're getting mad over this. And like, I just don't know why. Like, it's clearly not true. Like these things will have to cost money. But like, what if they didn't? <laughs> Wait, hold on. I didn't go to your comment section to see people fighting. That is hysterical. Now I'm going to have to go back. Guess who it is? Crotchety old people being like, this kid's <laughs> never worked a day in his life. And I'm like, I literally work two jobs. Shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, my favorite things on your list were glasses and contacts. Agree. Because yep. we did not choose to be blind. That was not our fault. This shit should be free. Exactly. Tolls. I think what? I get that. I mean... Why is there an amount? Sorry, my nose is running. Why am I paying? uh, Like, why am I paying to cross an imaginary line that someone just put there? Like, you just put up a booth and we're like, hey, you're crossing over to this random spot and I'm going to charge you. Okay. I get, okay, I see your argument there. I always assumed tolls was to like pay for a bridge because they're like, how the fuck are we supposed to pay for this really expensive bridge? Well, if you're going to use the bridge, you pay for it. And I kind of get that. I get it, but like it's already built, so like you should have the money to make sure that like. What if it was like on that, Amex? Like, <laughs> listen, I love Amex. By the way, like Amex is like I use that. I throw that card down everywhere, but that's their irresponsibility with their credit. That's, that's not my fault. <laughs> like you built the bridge, you probably already used our money to build that bridge. Now you're responsible for it because you are now the owner of that bridge. You don't see other people. <laughs> setting up a shop other place and they're like oh i built this so you have to pay for it but like listen that's how the world is getting apparently i just think i'm a firm believer that tolls shouldn't have to exist i think we should just all live in a world where things don't cost money i really think if money did not exist we'd all be much happier i fucking agree with you okay this one's a really good one i don't agree with it but you literally made me audibly laugh out loud laughed out loud when i when i saw this one panera why should Panera be free? Like, let's put it in for its perspective. Let's put it into perspective. If I walk outside right now and get hit, and I get hit by a car, you're telling me they are not bringing me right to a Panera? Like, they are literally bringing me to a Panera. Like, the hospital is Panera. It smells the same. The food is the same. It's all in bags. Like people are dying. Like people are crying. Like there is, it is the same thing. Panera bread and hospitals are literally the same thing. Oh my God. <laughs> but like, and they're overpriced. But it, it is. <laughs> it is, but like, I like Panera. 
I like their mac and cheese, but you don't like that's the the only like non hospital thing about it. But the mac and no, cheese but, also comes in bags, like the rest. No, of the food. you're like this is the thing. Like you are right. Like it is hospital food, but I'm one of like the few people in the world that like I truly love airplane food. Okay. <laughs> like, I like up. it. I get excited about it. <laughs> so I actually thoroughly enjoy like I was on I think it was the United business class thing. I went um, uh-huh. I had partnered with them. That food slaps. I don't know. It really does. That is the closest thing to like Nobu I've ever had. (laughs) No, for real. When you're in business class, that food is delicious. And even I will even say when I fly in like Delta Comfort, they have a delicious chicken salad sandwich on a croissant wrapped in cellophane. I'm all about it. <laughs> wait, you wait. You're one of those. You eat the sandwich on the plane, so the yeah. whole the whole place smells like a Jimmy John's. <laughs> but you know what? I'm not the problem because those sandwiches always sell out, which means that everyone's True. the problem. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just mad that they sold out and that they couldn't get one. Yeah, I honestly, I'm the same. I also like their little cheese boards, boards Fuck like, yeah. it's like the cheese box, the cheese like, box. Those are oh, delicious. Yeah. That is literally. Like, I feel so bougie when I'm eating on a plane like I'm like wow I'm just so rich but in reality like that costs like 12 bucks <laughs> I like don't agree with you I never felt rich for eating on a plane <laughs> I'm like oh my god I like I feel like <laughs> calories don't count at the airport money isn't real at the airport like nothing is real That's like true. They, like people are literally blackout wasted at 5 a.m like what was the thought process oh that, that was that used to be me no like 100 like it that's, is me that's the one thing about having kids is like you that's like the downer part. Okay. The downside of having kids is like, you can't really ever do that again. I mean, maybe you can, if you're leaving your kids at home on a trip, but even then you kind of, I would imagine I would feel like if anything were to go wrong, I wouldn't be able to like assist on the phone or, or I don't know, properly parent from afar. I I don't know, but I truly miss going to the airport at five in the morning and just getting shit faced on Bloody Marys and just continuing that the whole entire day. Yeah, and especially those drinks are strong. Like I was flying to Vegas and we went to the airport and I got one drink. I could, was cross-eyed. I could not see straight. Mm. I was like, what is happening? Like, what why were you is it drinking? So, <laughs> I don't know. They recommended it. I was like, whatever, whatever can knock me out. And I think they just made it really strong. It was so good. One was, drink has never, never knocked me out. Oh my God, the words of a true alcoholic. <laughs> see... Now, back to Panera, I think one thing that could redeem them is if they started to sell alcohol, but they would never do that. Beer and wine. I could see that being a vibe. That that would totally be a vibe. Do you remember when Chipotle used to have alcohol? No. Wait. Oh, beer. They had and margaritas like they had like, um, yeah, they had like margaritas. I'm pretty sure like canned margaritas. I don't think they sell them anymore, but they used to have it like when they first opened. Oh, yeah. Unless that like it was like fake, but I'm pretty sure they had alcohol and the beer. They had the Coronas? Well, I think that, you know, all fast food restaurants should, should, you should have beer and wine available. Like, I mean, I'm from New Orleans where there are quite literally drive through daiquiri bars. Okay. My mom would literally pick me up from school and we would go through a drive through for her to get a daiquiri. Like that was the normal, that that's, that was my life. And that we wasn't have, weird. We have like, like drive-up... Well, I'm from Long Island, so we would have drive-up convenience stores where you could get like a tall boy White Claw and like leave and have like your... Just like everything there. It was like going to a grocery what? store, but it was like these little... Like little runways where like there'd be a person in there with the cash register and then on either side of him it was fridges and then it was like snacks. 
So he would go into the fridge and get something. You could get whatever you want. It would be beer, um, hard seltzer, cider, um, no hard liquor, but you got like th- that kind of stuff that you would just pull out of the fridge. Drive through things need to be everywhere. Everywhere. And they're not in L.A. You can't find a drive through Starbucks. I think there's like one somewhere. But like we have by me. But that's the only one I've ever seen. That's where. Which one is that? Um, It's in Burbank, Toluca Lake. Oh, see, that makes sense. Why? Like, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, like that. We need more drive through shit. Wait, I need to know your (laughs) your take on this. What are your thoughts on eating in your car? Like, I'm not a fan. Okay, neither. I don't know. I also refuse to eat in my bed. Like I can't eat in bed. Even if I'm in a hotel, I cannot do it. You will never see me posting like room service on my bed. No, I'll do room service all day, every day, not on the bed. And I feel the same way about the car. I mean, I will eat in the car if I am genuinely starving and this is like a necessary situation. It's vital for my survival, but no, I don't like it. No, I hate eating in your car. And to your point about the hotel room. So like whenever me and my boyfriend go to a hotel, well, always like, I know I was going for work and they were like, do you want a king bed or two queens? I was like, two queens. And the reason we did the two queens was because we wanted to live that fantasy of eating room service on the bed. So we ate it on one of the beds and we slept in the other bed just in case the one bed got dirty. We were like, okay, we have a clean bed. This is the food bed. I mean, I really loved how you planned ahead. Yeah, with this. I was like, we're gonna we're gonna get food. Like, we might as well have the plan of being like, let's sit and watch a show in the bed and eat our pizza and then go sleep in the clean bed. And how did you feel eating the pizza in the bed? It's so inconvenient. It's just like so... it is. You're hunched over, or you're like in weird positions, like I'm laying like down, crisscross and... applesauce. I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm not a child. Like, yeah. And then you're getting crumbs everywhere, and you can feel the crumbs like you brush against one with your leg. And I'm like, no, I just would I'm like, like I need to, sit... to shower. <laughs> yeah, I can't handle that. I am. I'm not about that life. And in a car. Like, I like to really, like, enjoy what I'm eating. I like to sit down and eat it. I'm not really a snacker. I like to, like, have my meals. I don't want to be bothered. Like, if I know my daughter is, like, having a temper tantrum or she's in a mood, I won't eat. I will wait until that passes because I don't even want her interrupting that experience that is me eating. And so that's how I feel like when you're eating in a car, you're not having the experience. You're just, like, shoving it down because you're starving. Yep. Exactly. That was like a thing I did in high school and like, like, yeah, high school when we were able to drive, like everybody's like, let's drive and get food. I'm like, this is gross. Like I, you're spilling it on my seats. Yes. It smells in here. Now like, it smells. Why? Yeah. No, I don't like it. <laughs> and the last list before I let you go, people who have a ticket on the rich people spaceship. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. let me just say 2012, that's one of my favorite movies. I love it. That's a good okay. movie. It's that, like that. That is a one just like so scary that that was like what people were thinking was going to happen, but also such a good movie. Did you ever think that that was going to happen in 2012? Was like December 21st, I think. Did you think that the end of the world was happening? No, I was like, we're liar. We lie about everything. Like, why are we going to tell the truth about this? You know, like I feel uh, like people were just lying. Okay, I wish I had your train of thought because I genuinely believed something was going to happen. I'm like, no, the Mayans, you guys, the Mayan calendar. I even was a part of this website that was, is 2021, uh, 2012 the zombie apocalypse? And there were all these theories mm. about, well, it kind of sounds like COVID now, that like <laughs> you would, we would get this illness that turned us into, zo- with zombie-like um, symptoms, not obvious. We weren't going to rise from the dead zombies, mm. but I was fully convinced that that would happen. I was really scared when that rolled around. 
Yeah, I mean, think back. I think back then, how old was I? I'm trying to think because I'm, what, what am I now? 26? Oh, yeah, like, you were younger. 15? Was I 15? Something like that. I don't know. No, yeah. I, my math is off, but I was, I was like in middle school, I think. And I was like, I think back then I was like so consumed with the fact that I had like braces and a bowl cut that I was like, you know what? Take me out. <laughs> Get rid of me. Like I need to go. <laughs> fair. <laughs> Very I think, fair. I think about the zombie apocalypse thing all the fucking time. I am always like, what would I do? I have a plan. Like I told my friends, I was like, obviously we'd all team up together, but like there's rules. You can't bring your pets. You have to have a weapon of choice and we I don't agree. turn on each other. Your dog barks. We all die. So you can't bring your dog. No, Sorry. I agree. No animals. I don't care about that. I completely agree with that. Yeah. We post up somewhere. We bring everything we have, all the food we have. And before shit hits the fan, we go and we have to be a part of the raids. We have to raid supermarkets. We have to. <laughs> I don't think like if the zombie apocalypse came, I don't think I'd want to survive. I feel like I just like want to be one of the first that like didn't know that the zombie apocalypse was even happening, like that there was like this outbreak of it. I would want because I think the fear of waiting for the zombies to get you or your family and your loved ones is worse than actually being turned into a zombie itself. That I would just want to be patient zero. Yeah, or whatever. At that point, like you're like the world's ending. Like it's like you know, at some point, it's the inevitable, which is so scary to think about. Like I, yeah. you know, I hope that never happens. But it's like, yeah, like that is so scary. I used to watch The Walking Dead all the time, and I'm like, wow, Saves. like who thought of this? Like because like this sounds like it could really happen. No, one hundred percent. So who do you think would be? And let me explain, you guys. This is the big ship, like. The, the one John Cusack makes it to at the end of the movie. Spoiler. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, you're obviously, you know, that's going to happen. It's the big ship that if there is an end of the world, some cataclysmic event, it's where all of the richest people, they have bought a ticket to get on so that they survive the end of the world. And you made a list of the people you think are on it. So I know for a fact, Elon Musk is going to be the one who creates it. Because he's already sure. done the space stuff. So he's going to go. I originally thought Mark Zuckerberg, but now that they're beefing, Mark Zuckerberg is going to be left off that ship 100%. Oh, my God. You would think that he would be smarter with his feud because yeah. 100% Elon Musk is going to make that ship. He probably has already made it. Let's yeah. be real. It's somewhere. And like if I were. Oh, my God. I would he, never feud with Elon lost, Musk. Lost his ticket right there. I will, right. never, I will never talk shit about Elon Musk because I'm like, you know what? One day something's going to happen and I'm going to have to buy a ticket and there's going to be people who are exempt and I don't want to be <laughs> one of those people. Blacklisted. You're yeah. so right. Yeah. I think the Kardashians are 100% on that list. The whole Kardashian-Jenner clan, I think they have inner workings with the government. Like, I think they like, they know things that people don't. They just, and they're rich. So they bought the tickets already. They're already like on pre-order. No, I completely agree. I agree. Um, I also thought of another one. So you know how like this one is so wild. I think it's very on brand for like the time right now because it's um, rush time for like sororities and stuff like that. <laughs> I think all the Alabama sororities and fraternities, <laughs> they have tickets on these things because they also there's conspiracy theories that they have like inner workings with the government. So what? I feel like. They, Are you joking? <laughs> I think anybody who's been in a sorority or fraternity at Alabama is getting on that ship. <laughs> Wait, where did you hear this? That they have in or is this for, for real like rumor that so they have like, dealings yeah, with the government? There's like this like conspiracy. I forgot what the, the group is called, but there's like a specific group, an underground group or society that like 
talks with like higher ups in the government to like keep their sorority and fraternity life like alive. It's like a whole thing. Like I have to figure out if I find the video, I'll send it to you on TikTok. Please. But I went down a rabbit hole and I was like, this is so crazy because I'm just like, these are just like silly young people paying dues to live in a house and drink beer. And yeah. like, like there is no way they have these inner workings, but it's Alabama because like, that's a huge sorority, <laughs> like a uh, Greek life thing. Whereas yeah. like my college, I was like, these aren't even real. Like these aren't even real. Yeah, <laughs> but that was like my newest one where I was like, they'll be on the spaceship. And then, oh, who else? You know what I was thinking that you, I didn't hear you say. I think that the Royals are going to be on that spaceship, but not Harry and Meghan. I feel no. like when they left the Royal, I'm sorry, I've like had a cold. And so like I keep snotting and I forgot to bring down tissue paper. So like, just bear with me. It's okay. I keep like looking at myself. I'm like, is my forehead shiny from like sweating? Like it's so hot in my room right now. Okay. Well, it's really not. It's not. Um, <laughs> I think that the second that Harry and Meghan left the royal family, they had to forfeit their spaceship tickets. And like, that's also why they're so angry that like it has come to this because they were giving up more than we even realize. Yeah. You know who else is going to be on it? I just thought of this one. John Cena. Like John Cena will be on that (laughs) spaceship. (laughs) He is like, just like he is basically a Royal. Like that man, like can do no wrong. The government must love him. I feel like Elon Musk and him would be such great friends that like, we wouldn't even know about that. John Cena just like happens to be on it. He ends up in random movies. Like why was he in the Barbie movie? Like he knows people. Wait, (laughs) that is so funny. You need to do an updated video and add the Alabama people and John Cena, like for real. And then, of course, we need musicians. So I said Beyonce, Jay-Z, Rihanna, because I was like, we need performances on that spaceship. I'm saying we as if I'm going to be on it. But like, we all know that's not true. (laughs) You also said Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. I just went to the Eras tour and I think she if they had to pick one, she would be the artist that they put on because she... Or or Beyonce, because I know she's killing it at the Renaissance tour. But like Taylor Swift is such a great performer. So I could see her doing the Eras tour for millenniums to come. I could see them giving Taylor Swift a ticket for free because of all of the value and entertainment she would bring to the spaceship. Yep, And also because like she did. She's like boosting economies right now. And they're like, well, you did boost an economy in a world that was on fire. So like we will give you the money back. Totally. Oh my God. Lewis, I've loved having you here. This has been so much fun. Um, you guys need to go follow him on TikTok. You got to go watch his YouTube, listen to his podcast. Where can everyone find you? Yeah, everybody can find me at Lewis Levante on YouTube, Instagram, uh, TikTok. And then I'm also on Snapchat, which is kind of new. What? I didn't even yeah. know Snapchat is like even still around. Girl, neither did I. I was like, what is going on? And I like got... I did the whole thing and I'm like posting stories on there. It's like doing the TikToks on there. Um, But I do that. And then, yeah, I do the Third Wheeling podcast with my boyfriend. We have all of our season one up right now. Um, We are currently moving into our new apartment. So we are on hiatus for the next season. So we will be bringing it back eventually. Um, But in the meantime, I'm posting interviews with some of your favorite influencers on YouTube now. So that's that's to come. (laughs) Amazing. Congratulations on everything. You truly are inspiration. Like you are actually the definition of just like starting from the ground up and building something. And it's literally based on your humor and talent and relatability. And like, that's really cool. 
Oh, thank you so much. And this was so fun. I'm so glad we finally got to like meet over Zoom, maybe one day yes. IRL, but this was one so day much fun. IRL. Once I give birth, <laughs> I will be so much more fun. Okay. You like, were so fun. No, but like we could, we should do something in person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Even if absolutely. we just go get drinks, I'm meaning I'm, so I'm not down. as fun when I'm nine months pregnant. <laughs> I am so down. We'll go get like a, a brunch or something. Yes. Bottomless. The only oh, way to do it. Only way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Of course. Thank you. Bye. Bye.